0: Coming up on this episode of the Kingdom Bringer Podcast.
1: This isn't a treasure hunt that I'm for the right person to add to my club. This is my neighbor, whether they like it or not. They need to know that Jesus loves them. The catalyst for that is love. It's not reading rules. The Bible says this. Nobody really cares what the Bible says if they haven't experienced who the Bible is which is the love of God. If we're not careful, we will build our own kingdom and it's not the kingdom of God. And we'll build it off the principles of God, but it will be a lonely place that has walls up against other people.
0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Kingdom Bringer podcast. I'm your host, Darren Eubanks. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. And if you've been here before, welcome back. Thanks so much. This is going to be a dandy of an episode. I had the privilege of chit chatting with Pastor Tim Fruits of New Life Covenant Church here in Wichita, Kansas. This is my church home. We were churchless. The Eubanks family was churchless for a little over a year, and the Lord led us back into desiring community. We felt very disconnected from the body for a while, and for the first time in a really long time, did the church shopping thing, (laughs) got to go online and church shop, didn't take us long. But we came across this church, New Life Covenant Church, went and visited and fell in love. It, it checked all the boxes that we were looking for as a family. And Tim Fruits was the pastor. First week there, got to meet him, saw the love in his heart in our first conversation. And a couple weeks ago, he gave a message about love leads. And we're going to talk about that today because as a church, as a leadership, they have a desire to reach 100% of Wichita. They don't have a desire to pastor 100% of Wichita. They don't have a desire to get 100% of Wichita to come to our church. They have a desire to spread the kingdom and to reach with the love of God, 100% of this city. And the way that they're going to do it is by leading with love. And we talk about that. It's a fantastic conversation. It's a fun episode. So share it with your friends, will you? If you're listening right now, have you rated and subscribed to the podcast on Apple? Have you followed us on Spotify and on Google podcast? And do you subscribe to the YouTube channel? All of those things, all the places you can find the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. I would love your support by giving us a rating and a review, a subscription, share it with your friends. This will be a good one. This is a good instructional, practical conversation about letting love lead in our lives, in our families, in our communities, and this is going to be a good one. I believe that you'll be blessed by this episode for real. Before we get into it, do you have a desire to start your own podcast, whether it's for your personal brand, a business, a ministry, whatever it is. Have you ever thought, I want to start a podcast? Well, I want to encourage you to do it. But first, you need to check out PodcastSolutionsNow.com. PodcastSolutionsNow.com. There you can find Everything you'll need to get started and to get started well. There's a lot that goes into having a podcast, to managing a podcast, to editing a podcast. We can do it all for you. We can make it as easy as you want it to be. The process can be simple. You have a story to tell, and we want to help you get that story out to the world. So let's do it. Let's join forces. Check out PodcastSolutionsNow.com shoot us an email. Let's hook up. We would love to help you get on the right track and make your podcast dreams a reality. Podcastsolutionsnow.com. And without further ado, here is episode 81. This is Leading with Love with Pastor Tim Fruits. Be blessed. I wanted to really talk about leading with love today and what that looks like in regards to this, this vision of reaching a hundred percent of a city. All of it. Yeah. And so all of it share with me and, and the listeners a little bit about just a quick synopsis of who Tim Fruits is, um, maybe background and how you got to, yeah, how you got to this city that you're wanting to reach a hundred percent of.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. You get a heart for a city that you're not from. I grew up in just outside of St. Louis, Missouri, a little town called Warrenton, And, um, man, I spent most of my life, I was going to around a church. I got saved as an eight, eight year old at a Clyde Dupin crusade. Wow. You know, those old, those old crusade city would come together and bring somebody. In. Every church would lay down its, uh, its differences and believe for the salvation of the city during that week. And, um, so that, that was effective for me. I remember at eight years old coming off the top top row of the bleachers and making that long down and being prayed with by uh pastor Wayne. And he, and he gave me this little book and uh, a new believers book. And we still do that to this day. A lot of times you'll, you'll answer an altar call and, and get a book that kind of sends you on your faith. And I remember just eating up at eight years old. Wow. Just I, I wanted to know everything. And obviously as, as, as life goes on, I, 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 I distinctly remember this one thing. I remember being so zealous uh, for just what God has doing in me that, that, I would, I would lead Bible studies in my little, I mean, like my neighbor kid, we, yeah, we go over and I used to, you know, instead of playing Super Mario Brothers, we'd just be in the Bible a little bit. And, um, I remember the ladies at our church and, and I just remember overhearing them. They were in my mom's kitchen and just talking. And they said, well, he'll calm down. He's a new believer. He'll calm down. <laughs> and I remember at eight years old thinking like, no, that is not, like that's not right. That's yeah. not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed wow. to we're supposed to amp up. And so, um, I had my teenage years and walked away from God and pursued the things of the world. And um, luckily, God had put in some incredible accountability in my life. And so, I didn't get too too far away, but definitely had, was building my own kingdom, um, going after the things that I thought that I thought would be celebrated and uh, what what I wanted. And at twenty years old. I remember just being at the end of myself relationships that I thought were going to be lifetime didn't work out. And um, careers that I thought would in a certain direction weren't, weren't leading to what I thought they would. And I just remember just more than anything, I had no joy and I had no life and just thinking this isn't, you know, honestly dealing with now no as depression or, you know, just not really, not really even desiring anything that I had and all, and And I just kind of surrendered my life to Jesus. And I just said, God, I have not done anything with this life and I don't have anything to offer you. But if there's some of this that, if if you can still take this, take, do something with it, if you still want to, then I just surrender it to you. It's all yours. Wow. And, um, man, what he would, the work that he began doing was just incredible. And I stood back in awe as he began to reveal to me. Who I truly was, he began to put people in my life, and it cost. Yeah, I couldn't hang out with the same people. Uh, the, your relationship with God is, you know, he'll he'll call you into things and into periods that are just, um, they, you know, it's it's not that it's like it was it was easy. Right. Uh, I remember I, I I called a friend in high school that I used to make fun of because he said he, you know, he, he just the way he walked out was unlike anybody else, and I called him. And I said, Hey, I want to know Jesus the way you know Jesus. And he began to be one of my only friends at that time and just really in- encouraged us. And I, six months later, I found myself in Bible school in Tulsa, Oklahoma, picked up wow. everything, and moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was part of a one year Bible school. at gets, at gets church. And then in my, um, the following year and, and yeah, um, I would just sell out for the bride. Yeah. I thought, I thought when I moved to Tulsa that I'd, I'd be a pastor of a church and, at 20 years old, I just light the world on fire with the messages and the encouragement of the gospel because it lit me on fire. It wasn't yeah. a prideful thing. It was a man. Everybody needs to know this thing. And I realized really early on that um, God gave me the revelation that pastoring is not is not preaching and encouraging. That that's 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 what we're all called to. Right? Shepherding, it's shepherding. It's fathering. It's caring for his sheep. It's wow. it, and and I I knew at 20 years old I wasn't ready to. I wasn't ready to follow my own kids, let alone a congregation <laughs> of the size yeah. you mean Of So I, I decided to, I said, God, I will do whatever you wh- whatever you want for income, but I will always pursue your bride. And so we, um, uh, years at the church that I was at in Tulsa with the associate pastor of that church, planted a church in Malibu, California. We were there for years, just supporting them. And that's where I would get engaged and married and have a kid. There? In Malibu, seven years, seven years, seven okay. years, and what a beautiful journey! And then God yeah. laid it on our heart for Wichita, Kansas, which was a shocker—literally Yeah. Literally a shocker to hey. us. But I think that <laughs> that, uh, cool. that math for WSU is is appropriate because yeah. a lot of people find themselves in love with Wichita and they didn't—they didn't know it. That's they, so good; they wouldn't ex- expected it, and so it was a shocker for us. And uh, you know, I thought we were coming here to help my father-in-law's church grow and, and get younger, and I really. Again, um, you know, it was like, all right, God, we're totally surrendered. I'll go from the ocean to the, to the lakes. And, uh, and, and if that's what you have for us. And I didn't know, we really didn't know very many people here fell in love quickly. And I realized that my wife had a word for, for me right before we left. She said, ah, gosh, I know you, I know we think we're going to help my dad, but um, God's just telling me this is a training ground for you. Wow! And I was like, what is what like, I mean, I'll just, that's yeah. always working on me. And I was like, okay, I don't know what Wichita ha- teach me, um, <laughs> but I'm in and man, i I learned so much here over the last, I think December makes eight years. Wow. When we moved here in 2014. And so, um, yeah, I think we've learned quite a bit and um, it, it has been exactly that I've yeah. been, I've grown more personally, and have been stretched more than I would have ever thought. So That's it awesome. has, that is definitely what it's been for us.
0: You mentioned something earlier uh, about those teen years when you kind of walked away, stepped away, however you want to look at it. But you mentioned that there was always some accountability there. What did that look like for you? What was that about?
1: Yeah, you know, God will. Um, God God is pursuing you, whether you're pursuing him or not. And it looked like I I, I um. I was not interested in the things of God. Matter of fact, I, I moved churches, and when my youth pastor, who knew me very dearly, loved me very dearly, and would would speak into my life, was to an uncomfortable position. I remember going to another church. And I just said, so I just need to be somewhere where where people you know don't where people aren't you know thinking about. I, I just need to be somewhere where I can worship God. It had nothing to do with worshiping God. It had yeah. ever I needed less accountability, and I was I needed to run away.
0: People don't but know God, me.
1: Yeah. God, yeah, God was putting people in my life. One of my best friends, a group of us, actually, we, we played basketball nonstop. I, in high school, we played. As soon as school was over, we had practice. As soon as practice was over, we went to the park. As soon as we went down, I was laying in my bed, trying to work, work on my finger roll. I mean, basketball was life for us in high school. yeah. And that that was a huge safety guard because the coaches loved Jesus and they, they'd speak into our lives. Um, and I remember a group of friends and I just – not out of a motivation to be righteous or holy, but out of a motivation not to get stuck in this uh, environment that we were in. We just turned to each other and said, hey, look, it looks like everybody who smokes dope and drinks gets stuck in this town. And if we have a chance of doing something bigger, we have to not drink and not do drugs. And so, man, I didn't know at, at 15 years old, 16 years old, I didn't know that I had an all addictive personality. Uh, but I do. And so it was by the grace of God and those, like that accountability, Wow, I mean, we, that I didn't, uh, I'm not going to say I was perfect, but, um, we didn't drink and we didn't smoke yeah. uh, and we didn't do drugs. And because of that, I was in a place where, when I could, when I was, I hadn't, I, I, I was in a place where I denied God in my life, but I hadn't uh destroyed my life. Otherwise I probably would have ended up in jail or strung out. Because I, what I know now is I've got a personality that just goes all in on whatever, whatever direction I'm giving my life to. And yeah. so that, that was created for Jesus yeah, created to give it to God. Uh, but, but God put boundaries on it so that, and he put people in my life to make some good decisions so that I wouldn't give that to the, I wouldn't give that part of my heart, that part of my life to destruction.
0: It's so cool, man. Cause you like you were talking about how your love for basketball and you weren't looking for, for good people to lead you in the right direction by playing basketball, but God took something that you loved and were passionate about and like inserted what you needed inside of that thing. And so I think that's cool too, about God gives you the desires of your heart, right? So that's a good thing that love for basketball was a good thing that, that God was okay with. And inside of that, he like, gave you what you needed and you didn't even know it. That's pretty cool. And that can go with yeah, anything, right? any passion in your heart, anything. It's, it's actually okay to go after the desires of your heart and, and pursue those passions. Um, cause God, God's a, a step ahead of you already. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. 100%. Yeah. He is. And I just think that's his heart. He's always pursuing us. Yeah. He's always connecting with us. And so it's, so it's, it, it, it's up to us it's up to us to receive it, but he is always pursuing and putting things in our lives. And so that's a good dad. He's a good good. dad.
0: That's good. So I want to get to the hundred percent of Wichita thing. Will you release real quick, kind of that, that vision that you had for reaching a hundred percent. This was a, I I want to hit on something a little bit too, that you mentioned about um, falling in love with, with the town. So I'm from, I'm from Southwest Kansas and all I ever knew of Wichita was, you know, this was the city for us. This was the big city. So we'd always come here to go shopping or, you know, make a a fun day of it or whatever, but we would always go back home, never had a desire to stay that long. And all we ever knew of Wichita was what we saw on the news. And I think it's probably that way with a lot of big cities, but we'd see the, the violence and we'd see the illegal activity because the news would declare that stuff. And Never did I have a desire to ever move here. Like, yeah, it wasn't, first of all, it wasn't far enough away from home for me to, move. we, we thought we'd go <laughs> beyond two and a half hours, but we were led here, you know, the, the first part of, of the year, God, God moved us here and quickly fell in love with this town. And I don't, I don't know what it is about it, but first of all, there's, there's really good people. And I think God is inserting the right things for this town to reach this vision that you're talking about. So share with us a little bit about the the 100% thing.
1: Yeah, it was actually a word that, you know, it It, um, it was a word that Dean Braxton, Dean Braxton came to the church the first week of June of this year. And he just said, God wants 100% of Wichita. And it, it was like a light bulb went off. It's, you know, that's not a, that's that's not all that revelatory of a word, right? But it, but it sounds fantasy, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 but, but it, it changes things too. We know the word says that it's God's will that none shall perish, and the church is on a mission. Always been, and every church I believe is on a mission to reach n- new believers. It's to bring the gospel to to parts of the world. I remember being a kid and daydreaming about like, hey, Jesus, when the when every every part of our world is reached with the gospel. And I would daydream about like how to accomplish that mission. And as Dean percent of Wichita, what it did was it removed the boundaries and the barriers that we had. Cause we, yeah. as a church, if we're not careful. We'll believe for a hundred more. There we'll believe you. for a thousand more. That's good. We'll believe it for, but when you think about a hundred percent, that is every person. Yeah. That means that I don't, I, I'm not on a, this isn't a treasure hunt that I'm, for the right person to add to my club Mm. this is my neighbor whether they like it or not Mm. they need to know the the gospel they need to know that jesus loves them they need to know and whether they look like they're wanting it or not it's on me to reach my neighborhood to reach the the guy at the gas station i just think i'm pumping my car full of gas yeah um what what i'm what what i'm doing is if i lift my eyes i'll realize that there's somebody without hope across that uh, across the parking lot and the homeless person, it's the person that stumbles in on Sunday morning and they smell like alcohol because they've already been drinking and it doesn't look like they might fit your culture or your, but man, God wants that person to know and be saved and be delivered from their attachments and affections. And from their, from, from, I mean, we're all, if, if you're not committed to Jesus, you're enslaved to something else. That's good. And so Jesus, when, when you wrap your mind around that, the other thing is, I think it's God's heart all, and there's something powerful about, you know, we know what we hear about the prayer agreement where two or more are gathered in Jesus name, whatever they ask yeah. will be done for them. And, and we think about that, but what happens when your prayer agreement, it, the other person party on the part of that is the will of God. Wow. When you, when, instead of asking God to come in line hmm. with your prayers for your, in your family or for your growth in your church or for you're part of your region but you start saying God, I'm getting that you care every single person that you've given your life for every single person and that you love every single person with the same degree of love that I've, I've so uh, in, been impacted by and I'm just gonna join your prayer yeah. for hundred percent yeah and in that I'm telling you it's been it's been a wild couple of weeks because you know here we are six weeks from when that word kind of like light bulbed off in us. And we've been murmuring it now, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you're broadcasting your billboard and other times you just murmur things. You you, you let that resonate in your, in your mind and you let it come out of your mouth a couple more times. And, and, and we've been in that place where um, we're murmuring this, 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 that believe we've, we've grabbed a hold on. And as we're doing that, and as our prayer is that I'm, I'm seeing God open up doors that couldn't have even prayed for, you know, and things are, things are opportunities are happening to reach thousands of people to reach whole areas of people that we didn't pursue. It was, it's not our like incredible uh wisdom or strategy as a church, but I do believe that's because we have joined in with the, w- with the heartbeat of God yeah. to reach the people of our city, the people that he's put us around and, and not, not let one of them walk by, not let one of this kind of like, yeah, they probably wouldn't fit. no, they fit. Mm-hmm. They just the, the what you're seeing is the lack of Jesus in their life. Yeah. And so so yeah, so this love leads message kind of burst out of that and it was birthed out of this idea that all of us. Yeah. All of us.
0: It's cool. It's cool because you know, every church has a mission or a project or things that we can always, you know, get behind and 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 uh, pursue, you know, like my a building project or like you said, right. reaching a hundred people this month or, or whatever that is. And it's easy for us as individuals in the church to say, yes, I support that. And I'm going to get behind that. But what we're talking about is beyond this, this church community, beyond the building that we choose to worship at, it's a, it's a mission from heaven, right? This hundred yeah. percent thing, I mean, it's it is impossible if if we're thinking about us doing this as a a local church, right? Right. This is a right. kingdom of God thing, and it's Absolutely. not it's not just getting behind it, right? It's not me just supporting and getting behind this vision. It's actually me being a part of this vision, and I think that this love leads mission message mm-hmm. is is appropriate because it's like this is not me. This is not Tim fruits. This is not new life covenant church. This is like God inviting us to his mission to reach a hundred percent of an entire city. And, uh, talk to us about love leads. Like what, when you say love leads, one of the things you said that I, I mean, it sounds pretty simple, but it's very, very profound to me. was love always produces a difference. And I think that, I mean, what, what does that mean to you? Love always produces a difference.
1: Well, I mean, if we're going to reach, if we're going to reach people, we got to look at it the way God looks at it. Not the way we, you know, the example. And I think sometimes we want so much to see people do better that we don't bring them anything better for them to do. And, and I know from my own personal experience, I was hopeless. I couldn't figure a way out. Yeah. I could not do better. I needed just surrender my life to Jesus. And Jesus started building blocks from that place of surrender that allowed me to to be in a place I would have never dreamed going to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, some of the, some of the greatest father figures in my life came from that place. And some of the most incredible that I'll ever meet in my life came from that place. And God brought me there, but the place that it, it, it came from a place of surrender. And if you look at the model of, of God, he, Jesus in, in John chapter three, it was God's love for us yes. that produced an action yeah god god so loved us that then he did and we're not if we're not careful we will so badly want people to act righteous that we won't be righteousness displayed to them in love and if we're not and and they'll not have a chance to grab onto the revelation that we've had because they'll not have experienced the love in a tangible way that's what we're called to do yeah you know jesus do you love me? If so, feed my sheep. Yeah. Do you love me? And he says it again to the point where Peter's now like, I love you, but I'm agitated by it. This is, this <laughs> right. is, are you asking me this over and over again? But he's embedding in our hearts that our love for him would lead to the love for others. Mm-hmm. And that if, and even go so far, if we do, if the, if for love for others isn't in us, then the love of God isn't in us. It's it's the evidence that we've received the love for ourselves is that we immediately begin to love others and so it's you know we want to see righteousness displayed i do i want to see righteousness displayed in our in our governments in our schools in our cities i want to i I want to see it in our legislation and i want to see it in in our public officials i want to see it in our churches Mm. but i say all that to say the the catalyst for that is love it's not it's not um Reading rules, the Bible says this. Nobody really cares what the Bible says if they haven't experienced who, who the Bible wow. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is the love of God. That's good. And so we have a chance in our church to motivate and activate 100 percent of our church to display God's love. Does that mean that we're? Um, does that mean that we're not? You know that we're. I, I I think there's fears associated with the idea that you would love somebody so radically. That, um, is that does that mean you never speak truth to them? No, you bring truth out of love. You bear truth out of love. That's good. But what it means is this: you see somebody and you see them not doing righteousness. And sometimes your religious spirit, which is not of God, will rise up and say, "You did this," and you call this out. And you and it, and my question to this is this: Do you know their name? Have you have have you spent any time with them? How intimately do you do you care about them? You even prayed for them before you've spoken over them. If your heart, if you haven't allowed your heart to go before you, if you haven't asked this question, I love uh, Bryce Saber, our, our, our worship pastor, uh, released a teaching four years, five years ago, and it shook me where he just talked about how God as a teenager had taught him how to love for himself and for others. Yeah. And he would just ask God, show me somebody. And, and usually he would show them. He would show he he would show them someone he was he had art with and he'd say okay now show me your love for them man I do that so much yeah when I see somebody who's who, when I see somebody who's not displaying righteousness and, and my religious spirit wants to rise up I I I make it I make it submit to the love of mm-hmm. God. And I say God first before I can act for this person, you have to tell me how much you love them. You know, the, the word says that the thoughts that God has for us are more than the sand and the sea. Yeah. And we can't, fath- the, the, the the world is so rich, rich that the foundation of God's thoughts for us are love. And if we can tap into that understanding. We can tap into God's way of seeing those people. If I just ask God, God, show me how much you love this person. then all of a sudden my actions fall in line and I find myself inv- inviting, now I'm eating dinner. Them before I'm ever calling them to a place uh, where, before I'm ever speaking to them about the unrighteousness that I may see in their life, that's good. And I'm getting to know them, and out of love, I'm producing a tangible evidence of a living Savior. And I'm able. I'm. I'm just say, hey, have you experienced God's love? All that other stuff comes after that. Yeah, that's good, man. Right, being yeah. comes at, right. Right, doing comes after knowing who you are in Christ. Yeah. Are
0: you familiar with Dan Moeller? Yeah. So his, his message and his teachings was probably the most profound uh, thing in my spiritual journey. I had a, a friend that handed me when I, when I was woke up to the kingdom of God and the aspect of, of the kingdom being inside of me, I had a buddy that handed me a, remember what an MP3 player was, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> he handed me a, an iPod that was filled with Dan Moeller's teachings. That's so awesome. So I would drive, you know, three or four hours in my, in my truck and I'm, I'm driving with one knee and I'm listening and I'm taking notes and I'd come home with like pages and pages of notes. And a big part of his message is identity and becoming love. So the idea that God is love and he created us in his image to become love, not just do love or profess love or, you know, say love but to actually be love and so i think one of the one of the great things that is in line with what you're saying is we can't do this 100% of Wichita thing until we become <laughs> love until we become this mission right. right of of reaching people with love if i don't if i don't have that for myself i surely can't expect you to grasp <laughs> on to what i'm throwing down right and i think right So to me, love, it's a matter of, like you said, it's a matter of being rather than doing, but it's a matter it's almost like being present, you know? And I think when we're talking about relationship or talking about communicating with people, if I desire to reach them for the kingdom of God, I've got to be present, right? And so one of the things, one of the, one of the the parts of your message you were talking about unplugging from the world or unplugging from things that, um, wasn't, ultimately wasn't in line with this mission of reaching a hundred percent and dude it's so it's so true i, I need to unplug from things that aren't um uh, they're keeping me from being present if if i want to reach hundred percent of a city i first need to be a hundred percent into this thing yeah my yeah my, my family my home needs to be a hundred percent into this thing right my church yep. Yep. community needs to be a hundred percent before we can desire to to reach hundred percent of the city. So, talk to me about that about the the unplugging or the the, the being present in the in the now of this thing.
1: Yeah, you know, what I love about God is He'll use everything you surrender to Him. Yeah, and what the world is still vying for that attention that we're meant to give to God. And there's uh, this isn't to say hey you should be getting up at four a.m. and you should like. God will lead you into periods and places of your life where you'll do that, um, where you'll fast, where you set your, you know, but, but we have to be aware that our attention and our time is being sought after by, by multiple people. Yeah. And, and there's only one person. there's, there's only, um, on, only submitting it to God. It will produce anything in our life. Yeah. Everything else will take something from our lives. And so even, I mean, the, hear me out. I'm not saying you should never watch a movie again, Yeah, but, I, but it's interesting when you are surrendered to God, when you watch a movie, you will see God in that movie, even though the, the director doesn't know God, That's God good. will use everything and he'll just be speaking to you. Yeah. And so what we have to do is make sure that we, we have to make sure that we're giving God every opportunity to shape us, to form us. The, um, one of the things we talked about just this last Sunday is, you know, Satan, I, I I'm, I'm confused because he's already defeated. Right. Like so what's what, what what's his end game here? <laughs> and and Gab showed me well it, Satan always wanted the attention that God deserved. Mm. Satan that's always been his end game. That's what he wanted in heaven and kicked out. That's what he he, he 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 can only get that through deceit and through lies. But the enemy is always trying to attention that we're meant to give to God. Yeah. And if we're not careful, we'll participate with that in really great ways. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll hop on, we'll hop on Facebook to release a word or, or even share a podcast. And it's like, man, this has changed my life. You should watch this. And next thing you know, you're 45 minutes into, you know, you walk, you, you, you just scrolled through and 45 minutes disappeared. And you're, you're not only not present with yourself, but you're not present with God. Yeah. And so we've just got to make sure that you, whether it's social media or it's sports or it's um, influencers or, or or television or it's even the books that we read and the attention that we give. Are we inviting God into all of that, yeah. or are there areas of our lives that we're in, that we're we're kind of distracted and and God's not involved in? And so it's important just to be aware of the moments because I think it used to be it used to be you get sucked into a TV show, yeah but now it's not that way anymore it's our phones and it feels like oh it's just 3 minutes and those 3 minutes turn to 45 minutes to so those minutes and then you look at your screen time and you've been on your phone for 8 hours that day yeah with yourself I mean, if, if,
0: much more private if, than a television screen right i mean it's yeah right sucked and, in.
1: Yeah. and so the the the, the, the does, does god have this equal opportunity or even our goal is to give God all opportunity yeah. to do something with our lives. Is He The main influencer in our lives. That's good. And so it's just patrolling yourself. And, and, and you know, I think it's not only, um, it's not only with your time, but when things start to fall away, when you start to think about God wants, God wants to use me to reach hundred percent of the people that I run into hundred percent of my community. I think religious spirits start yes. to fall off because yeah, they yeah. can't, you know, if, if, if we're not careful, we will build our own kingdom and it's not the kingdom of God. Wow. And we'll build it off the principles of God, but it will be lone- a lonely uh, place that has walls up against other people. And when you start to think, okay, wait, God wants 100% of Wichita and I'm pairing myself and I'm saying, God, that means, you know, the other day I was, I, I was driving by a Vietnamese church and Wichita has a large Vietnamese community. I don't speak Vietnamese. I'm underqualified yeah. to reach... But you know what? I need to start praying for that church. Wow. Yeah. I need to start like I want to start believing and maybe I'll have the opportunity to evangelize Jesus to hundreds or maybe thousands of Vietnamese. But I won't be able to disciple them yeah. because of my language barrier, but they will. So I don't start thinking about, well, do they believe everything I believe? Do they do they worship right. the way I worship? I just start thinking, do would they introduce Jesus to people the way I would introduce wow. Jesus to people? And at that moment, that's the only and it's like all this other stuff that it, it matters in your walk, but it, 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 it's not meant to have barriers in our relationship and how we go after the city. And so yeah. you start to you start to realize that some of these things that we've minor we've majored on are, are, are not what God's majoring on and He's letting people awaken to all the things of God in their own journey. And um it's like Dean Braxton said, when we get to heaven, we're gonna find out any old way. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, God's going to line this all out on our theology, yeah. But but we we get to bring people to heaven. That's good. And so are we doing that? Yeah, let, are we doing? Let's that? let or heaven we sort letting... it out, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly, <laughs> that's man. That's a that's a high belief in God, right? Like, yeah. God will sort out theology if I just introduce people to God. Yeah, that's and, good. Yeah, and that's a, that's a high belief in God and a low belief in yourself and your like. I, I don't have to be the one to teach, to, to drive people. I, 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 man, I've experienced God in amazing ways and I hope that p- people experience him that way. Yeah. The way I've experienced, I hope they experience him the new because I'm finding out that I've got some stinking thinking that I got to get rid of. <laughs>
0: That's good. That's good. You know, it's, you, you said something too in that message about, uh, unplugging, you said it, it may not be super conducive to the business world. <laughs> and i can yeah. i can vouch to that cuz i've i've actually had to reach out to you to get you on this podcast and i i know that you're not an easy man to to get a hold of but here's the here's the note i know that it, you're you're unplugged from from me and from this meaning that you're plugged in where you need to be plugged in and i think that's a right. that's a cool thing especially if we're in relationships with people it's it's actually pretty easy to be offended, <laughs> you know, but if we would think, why are they unplugged from, from me or from this, it's because they're plugged into the right, the right, right sources, right? Man, I and, hope so, so. Yeah, and so I that's, hope you know, so. that to me, there was, um, I'm actually looking forward to getting to know you better. I don't know you all that well, but from outside looking in and from getting a peek on the inside, I can, I can vouch for the fact that I believe you are plugged into the right things. And so I, yeah, I trust you <laughs> and I thank yeah. you. I thank you for, e- even if it's a one word response, I appreciate it. And I know that your time is being well spent where the Lord wants it to be spent. So that's a good thing. So get to know your friends, yeah. right. And understand, right. Well, yeah, we, understand that you aren't the most important thing in the world, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, God, God's going to work it all out and we're going to, you know, he's not, I don't have to be so worried about like am I offending people or am I not offending people? Now I got to I got to live a life of excellence. Yeah. That means I'm always being growing in my accountability. Yeah. If I'm never checking my emails or I'm never responding to my text messages, I need to evaluate like, is that a thing is, is that produced out of righteousness or is that produced out of busyness? Wow. Yeah, that's and, good. and so I've got to, I don't want to just blame. I definitely don't want to blame shortcomings of an individual on the, the, the kingdom yeah, but um, there are times where things will be misconstrued or misunderstood, and that is okay. If, if it's if, if you know, hey, God's gonna, God's got this cover, yeah. and I've got my number one. I don't have, um, you know, I, uh, three weeks into leading this church, I realized really quickly. I get, I, I, come off the, I come off of a Sunday morning, and and I'm thinking, man, I, you know, I that that worked out okay. And someone would come up to me and they say, hey, if you could just do this, then I think it'd be just a little better, or if you could do this, or don't forget to do this. And after three weeks of that, I just realized, man. I, you know, I, I come down thinking, hey, I've I, I hit on everybody's <laughs> marks. And I realized that, no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. There's always more marks that are unsaid. There's always more expectations that are untold. And people are harder to please, but the Holy Spirit is easy. That's good. So That's good. right then I realized, man, if I don't live an audience, if I don't live my life with an audience of one, I don't, you know, this this concept that we're going to stand before God one day and be judged. Yeah. I think it's an interesting thing. What I'm realizing is we stand before God every day and not to, and I stand before the Holy spirit accountable for day, accountable for the people that he's brought into my path and how I loved and how I demonstrated him. And I'm not waiting to one day be accountable. I'm accountable right now. And the great thing is if I can stand before God and if I God and say, this is, this is how I did what I did, even in my insufficiencies, like, man, I, I ran out of time and I chose this or whatever, I can please the Holy Spirit, who's easy to please, then I don't have to worry so much about if everybody else is giving me the thumbs up. That's mm. a that's a um, that's a goal that will never happen because people are um, people are hard to please. But God is easy. And so we have to live our life in this audience of one worried about the Holy Spirit, concerned with the fear of the Lord. That's the beginning of friendship, right? That's what the word yeah, says. And it's good. not to be shooken and afraid of the Lord but to be respectful and that he would be the one that you care about. Did you, did you please him today? Yeah. When I get off it, of, when I went when on Sunday morning, when service concludes, did I glorify God? And did I, did I, did I speak well of, of the thing Did I steward well, the presence. And if I did that, then all the other things, if I forgot to mention this or celebrate that, or I forgot <laughs> to cover this, those things can, those things can be fixed other ways. That's good. But, but we have to, we have to have this audience of one and just the, the Holy spirit. He's a, he's easy to work with and he loves us and he's always championing us. He's a good dad. That's so good.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so good to hear the. (laughs) I'm going to stand before God one day. I'm going to stand before God today, (laughs) like right, right now. And so that's, man, that's, I think if we had that perspective, if each of us had that perspective of, I'm actually standing before him right now, you know, I'm not, I mean, judge me, Lord, (laughs) judge me right now. (laughs) Like, let's do this.
1: And, and, and what's what's amazing is he's kind. Yes. He's kind and he's not, he's not, he, 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 he he wants the best for us. He's that, he's that coach. He's that father. That's just saying, Hey, you're, you're getting distracted by this. Or he's saying like, you know, like whatever it is, even in his rebuke, his rebuke is meant to bring us closer. He is not, trying to disqualify us at any point. That's good.
0: Yeah. It's it's almost like he looks at Tim or he looks at Darren or he looks at whoever. And he's like, the kingdom inside of you would have more impact if you would do this, or if you would go here or if yes. you would do this, because he cares about that. He cares about impact, you know, for, I think yeah. there's some, there's like a couple ways of thinking. It's all about like, how much impact can I have? But it's, then we can go the other way of like, Oh, God doesn't care about impact. He cares about you know, the small thing. I think he cares about it all. (laughs) He cares about impact. Like a hundred percent is a pretty large percentage. (laughs) You know, if he cares about a hundred percent of the city, you better, you better think and believe that he wants a major impact in this city. Yes. Right.
1: Yes. Yeah. And you know, I think God so many times he'll, he will, he won't, correct our actions. He'll correct our motivations. Yeah. That's good. I yeah. find, I, I find that a lot that it's not, it's not, Hey, you said this a little bit wrong. You know, that's the world. That's people. Why did you Cause say that's that? all they can see. Yeah. But God, but God will say, Hey, when you said this, you were in your flesh. Yeah. When good. you said this, that came out, that came out of a place because we're, we we have not been in communion enough. And so that like, what is being squeezed out of you is less is not it is not me it's it's the world and that's it's good. your frustrations with the world yeah and so that's not a way to lead and that's the and and he'll it what i mean you get that i get that in prayer, i get that in preaching yeah. i get that in like oh god or, or god saying you know it's just like man that's that's not how i'd speak to you that's and it's good. like that's not out of love that's not that's because you're, you're tired you want to go to bed and you just wish that they would just just Fall asleep, yeah, but that's it's good. not how I would do it for you. And so, yeah, he, mean, he's speaking more to our motivations, yeah, than he is to our actions.
0: You, you mentioned the the truth and the love thing before, and I think that's for whatever reason we think that those are opposing words, right? Truth and love, and I don't. I mean, it's whether it's social media or whether it's a, you know this platform that that God's given me or whatever, but it's. I've had more of a desire, you know, election time, political season, whatever it is, there's a matter of like fighting the culture with truth, right? Like people need to know the truth. And so we lead with truth so often. And I've, you know, I'm, I'm so guilty of that, whether it's through a social media post or whatever. And truth is in love, right? I mean, the idea, the idea that God is love and he sent the truth jesus to us truth came through love like you won't go wrong (laughs) by loving first right you can go wrong by motivationally leading with truth
1: right well and i think that's the word right first corinthians 13 says that you can be as effective of a preacher it says that you can have that you can prophesy and know the mysteries of the of the universe and yet if you don't do it with love, it means nothing. Yeah. It says you can have the faith that moves a mountain. Just think about that. These aren't like, this is, this is, this is God saying you can be effective in ministry. Yeah. But if you, if it's not with love, it's ineffective in the kingdom. It's good. And so if you, if you, if you just look at the word, it's like, man, I can know the truth. I can believe for the truth. I can even prophesy the truth. Yeah. But if it's not done out of a place of love, it won't produce the godly results. And so love has to be the catalyst in which we do. And it is, it, that's what make it, makes a good soil. Yeah. You know, if you, if you, if you, if you sow into good soil, you will produce a harvest, 30, 60, 100 full, all of it. You will produce a harvest of 30. Then you're going to produce a harvest of six. You're going to produce a harvest of a hundred. But what's that good soil? What cultivates that soil? It's the love of God. Yeah. And we, we think we try to make that soil be how you look, how you, you know, it's like, well, he doesn't preach with a tie. So it's <laughs> soils not, it's like, but we're listening to a lot of people that preach with tithes that wow. don't have the love of God That's in them. So good. There's a there's a lot of people that know the truth of the law. There's a lot of people that even have revelation in the word, and it is good teaching. But if, it, if if I if I know the word and I present the word, but I don't present it from a platform of God's love, man, Jesus would not have been received. Wow. Jesus was more worried about demonstrating the love of God than the law of God. That's good. You know, he, he was clear. He said, I didn't come to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. It wasn't, he didn't, he didn't oppose the truth. Yeah. He was the truth in flesh. Yeah. But that truth, the first thing that that truth did was love.
0: Yeah. You know, the
1: the very, the only thing that the truth of Jesus opposed was the religious spirit Mm -hmm. and everything else. And even that he had, he, he had a love for, but a frustration with, yeah, and I, and and that man for us to be that saturated in love that we find ourselves sitting in places where Christians aren't supposed to be, That's that good. we find ourselves with with groups of people that that we you know Jesus found themselves in places that people would say, why are you hanging out hmm. with the tax collectors? Why are you hanging out with the prostitutes? Why are you? Because these are the people that need God. These are the people that need that can receive the love of God, and they're lacking love in their life. And we all are. Yeah. And so that truth, the truth of God is submissive to the love of God. That's good. And so they're not, they're not in opposition to each other. They are one another, but there is an order in which they have to go. And that's where that, that message love leads. It's, it, it has to be first. You you can't catch up with love. You will, the truth of God will punch somebody in the face and it'll knock about. And no matter how much love you have afterwards, yeah. <laughs> like it will not fix it you've created separation but the love of God will pull somebody close and while you're pulling them close, you'll introduce them to who they are most of the time the ra- the, the righteousness isn't people aren't choosing to hate God with their actions yeah they're not choosing they 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 are, they don't know how to love themselves they never received love and so they don't they, they have no understanding and it's the best they can do. it's the best they can do. And, but the love will bring them like it did for me, like it did for you, the love of God will bring them into a place of transformation. And it's the effective, it, it, it's the most effective, uh, mode of, uh, of transformation possible. Yeah. And so we've got to be, you know, I was, I'll just read this to you. Yeah. First Corinthians 13, and this is out of the passion translation, but it says love is and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when bl- blessing comes to someone else. It refuses to be jealous when it comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements, nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seeks its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what's wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up. You know, we, 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 the you think about the truth of God, you think about the work. That to me is our new covenant law. Yeah. That to me is, if that's the accountability in my new covenant where I'm going to never be jealous of someone, I mean, that oh, you mm. gotta, you have to know God and the call he has on your life to not be jealous when others, when blessing comes to someone else. Good. It doesn't brag of its own achievements. You know, it, your podcast right now is the most successful podcast you will ever make. And it's because you are being obedient to God. And that is the only goal. That's so good. And so the thousands may watch hundreds of thousands may subscribe one day, but it is successful today because you have one, one audience member and it's the Holy spirit who has asked you to do this. (sighs) And you said, yes. So it's not one day successful. It's successful. The moment you've you've partnered with the vision of God and all yeah. of a sudden we have a different accounting system in the kingdom, right? Yeah, we have a different, true, different law to live by and it's to hold ourselves accountable to the love of God, to the to the word of God, certainly to the truth. But it but it has to be led with. Love. And so we've in our in our church, we've we've made this possessive yeah. and we have put in there. I love large and I'm incredibly patient. Yes, I I'm gentle and consistently kind, and we've we've made this possessive as this is our calling to refuse to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. You know, th- th- love will guard you against offense. It's good. Love will guard you against the thing. The enemy will try to use offense to remove you from the kingdom. It's good. If you're you, we're, we're on a Kingdom Builder podcast, yeah, we're talking about not only how to build the kingdom but how to stay in the kingdom because the enemy. As a good way of pushing us out, and a lot of times it's because we're not loving, we're not receiving love from God, and we're not loving others with the God kind of love. We're loving others with the. And we lived in LA for a long time. Well, you know what I love about LA is everybody is incredibly kind. Really, they're. Inc- I mean, it is one of the. It is one of the most. Because here's the deal: you you have no clue who you're talking to. I'd I'd hang out at the coffee at the coffee shop. And people are coming up to you, and they nobody is discounting anybody because you may be the producer. Wow, you may be the director that gives them their big break while they're shot. serving yeah. you or they're sitting next to you. That you, they they don't know until everybody's incredibly kind until they realize whether or not you fit into their plan. Right, and if you don't <laughs> yeah. fit into their plan, then you move on, and all Dubai. of a sudden yeah. you realize that it's incredibly fake kind. Yeah, but it's incredibly kind. They make a great first impression. Wow, that's good. And yeah. we, it, we have to be like that in the kingdom, but not not with a, will you come to my church? And as soon as you realize they, they're not interested in coming to your church because they go to the one down the street, then they're no longer part of your mission. That's, That's not it. That's good. We, we display God's love to the lost, to the, to, 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 to those who are already in Christ and there's more of him to get. Yeah. We display God's love everywhere we go to all people. That's good. And it, the authentic part of that is this, this first Corinthians 13, where we get in this, and this makes us authentic believers. That's good because we're not doing it just to grow our church. Yeah. We're not doing it just to build our kingdom, but we're doing it for His kingdom. That's good, man.
0: You know, it's uh, the the truth and the love thing. It's like you know, you you kind of get. I think you threw a, a boxing analogy out there. <laughs> truth is like seeking the knockout, right? But the love is willing to go the twelve rounds. And I feel like yeah, yeah. we're not like so often, man. I, I I'm wanting that. Tr- I'm wanting. God is asking me to take responsibility in the kingdom. Like he's yes. he he actually gave that responsibility to me and to you. And so often yes. I want to throw a truth bomb out there and God you you deal with it, you know, you take care of everything. And the love the love is willing to go the 12 rounds. So it it kind of comes down to discipleship a little bit, right? Like I don't... I, I think that we're we're so unwilling and I I'm, I'm speaking I'm speaking to myself. I've been so unwilling to Go that extra mile, right? Or walk with someone and live out this love thing that I'm hoping the truth just knocks the sin off of him, right? Or knocks them right. knocks him into the next right. righteous setting or whatever. So that's right. That's good, man. It's and it's a time. And it, thing. it will.
1: Yeah. The truth. it's the truth that will set you free. Yes. It like like the like truth these, opens that
0: prison door, yeah.
1: These are layers. I think one of the analogies is like truth is the medicine we need. Love is the delivery. It's that gelatin capsule that allows mm. us to receive it. No, we're, Nobody's taking that medicine and just putting that powder on their tongue. It will not get to the place that it needs to get, and right. it will be ineffective. So to make it effective, it's got to be coated with gelatin coat, and that's the love of God that allows us to receive the word of God, which is truth, that will set us free. You know, I think it's even the love of God that drives us to truth.
0: That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So many times I think we, we, we live in a place where we won't speak the truth because it makes others uncomfortable. Mm. But the love of God says, I want to see free in every area and who the sun sets free is free indeed. And if you're not willing to speak the truth out of love, yeah, love will hold you accountable to speak the truth when you're in a place. of. And so it is both ways. Yeah. Love leads and love pursues you to say, man, there's a lot of times where I'm sitting in a, in a room. And the easiest thing for me to do is nothing about it. Yeah, is to ignore it. And it's to not like, because here's what I know. If I say this truth, this person may not like me anymore. This person may react, like actually even tell people that I am like, that, that, like their flesh may react to a place that would discredit my reputation. It's good to it happen to Jesus. Yeah. The love of God displayed the truth of God made people uncomfortable. And then they began to discredit him because of the truth that that's what it says that's what it says in Matthew chapter the truth of God is too 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 close for their comfort and it makes them uncomfortable and so we but it has to it has to be in the right order
0: yeah it has to good. be in the
1: right order for God so loved us that he took action yeah is your love turned on for this person or are you just wanting to you just you know we we can punch people with the with God and we won't be wrong <laughs> but we won't be effective it's good. and we will be accountable to God for using the word of God as a battering ram instead of you as wow. a truth. Cause the truth will set you free. If we have, if we have in our minds, God wants to set this person free. Yeah. How would God use me to set this person free? then all of a sudden our motivations are different yeah. and that's where we'll be accountable to God. And he'll say, and I'll say, God, that turned out as a disaster. Good. That did not go well. Yeah. That did not feel well. And he'll say, but your motivations were right. You honored me, and when I told you to speak, you spoke. Yeah, and you and you did it out of a place of love, and so therefore, in front of the of one in front of the Holy Spirit, I can be clear and accountable. How many times have I gone back and I and I knew I was supposed to say something. I knew I was supposed to say something to and and some a lot of times this is family because you love them yeah. so much that you don't want to stir it up, you don't want to ruin the family dinner, right? And and you don't want to say the thing that was going to make it uncomfortable. And I knew I was supposed to say something, but I didn't have the boldness to say it. Yeah. And I get back, and God said, "Your your fear, like your and as God's speaking to my motivation, I was motivated by the fear of the situation, the fear of the outcome, or the fear of man more than I was out of my desire to see that person set free. Yeah. And and my my response to the Holy Spirit to say, if you, if I've surrendered these lungs, then I surrender them all the time, not yeah. just on Sunday mornings when I'm in the pulpit. Leading, Uh, leading with love,
0: leading with love works both ways. So like, obviously we want the truth to be effective to the, the hearer of the word. Right. But it, it actually protects me as the giver of the word because love holds no record of wrongs. Right. Right. And I'm about to be wronged. (laughs) Chances are. If I'm if in, in a wow that's in a good. in a very you know ev, evangel evangelistic way if I'm if I'm about to go on the street and 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 give the love of Jesus I'm about to get wronged I'm about to be mistreated yes. more than likely yes. so that love actually yes. leading that with love actually protects me from the offense if I'm if I'm holding on to it the right way right and it, it's effective it totally it's effective to the receiver so with that without that love. I'm going to be offended. I'm going to be ticked off every time somebody doesn't want to hear my truth. I'm going to be hurt every time somebody wants to turn their back to what I'm trying to preach or say. You know, that's good.
1: It's so good. And, you know, we're not, it, there's not an evangelism of truth and love. There's not like the word of God, all of it. Yeah. All of it matters. That's good. And so, you know, as you, what you're talking about, you're talking about the grace of God. Yeah. The grace of God that empowers us to speak truth out of love. That, that grace of God. I've been in situations before where I've, Literally felt the Holy Spirit say, stop, do not, do not receive anything from what they're about to say to you because it's out of a place of hurt or it's out of a place of – and I've let people just barf on me yeah. what their reaction is. But if I'm not careful, then I'll take those things internally. But the grace of God covers you and says, this isn't truth. This is just flesh. And so don't receive any of this. And it almost like uh, – the, the closest thing I can explain is it's like a – it's a tangible um, – it, it, it's a tangible Zach Morris moment hey, where, you, you know, and saved by the bell where he would time out and everybody would freeze, wow. but he's still like, you can like the grace of God will put a time out in wow. the conversation, let it proceed, but you don't have to carry it in the, any of it. And it just washes over you because you know, this, there's nothing here that's truth. Yeah. And that got, so the, the grace of God empowers us to be in positions that the flesh would would be destroyed by. And so, yeah. It sounds like we need to write gospel,
0: a new television series, you know, <laughs> instead of timeout, it's like, yes. Holy Spirit come.
1: <laughs> yes. 100%, 100%. The hallways I mean, laid you know, out. Yeah, That's funny. <laughs> that's so th- good. Th- th- this Christmas when we we're, when we we're studying the Advent, it just stuck out to me that it says that Jesus grew in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. If Jesus had to grow in the power of the Holy Spirit, so do I. That's good. And, and and it, 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 he grew in the it's it, it says I think it's Luke chapter two that he grew in the power of his grace. It's good. He grew in the power of his grace. This power that Ephesians talks about, empowering grace. This empowering grace that we have as believers that that puts us in positions that we wouldn't otherwise want to be in, and puts us in places where maybe it looks like we want to be in, but we have no business being there. And we have no qualifications for it, but God has called us to that. He's empowering us to not be empowered by our education or empowered by what the world's empowered by, empowered by our experience. Some would say that there's more people experienced to do my job than me. And there may be more people experienced to do your job than you. But when your response, when your response is to just do the thing that God's called you to do, you're living in this empowered grace. It's like what God's going to do with it. It's going to be far more than, than what we uh, can ask or imagine. Good. And so it's not just it's love it's truth it's the grace of God it's the goodness of God it's it's every part of the word as we're as we are transformed we're able to bring transformation good. but like you said like we, we talked about transformation it, it has to come from transformation yeah and if you are if, if you're looking we are always being transformed by the word of god and if you're being transformed then you're qualified to bring transform that same transformation to others That's good but if you're not being transformed and you're just trying to look for the, 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 knockout punch of the word, then th- you won't transform people. You'll offend a lot of people. And you may say, well, Jesus was offended too, but you'll just, you're, <laughs> right. you're, you're, you're just out there messing things up for them. God's going to have to send some, somebody else in there That's good. To, to bring truth and love and life. And so we've got to make sure that we're not making a mess for ourselves. Yeah.
0: Or for the kingdom, right? <laughs>
1: That's right. That's, That's right. Yeah. For him,
0: bro. I appreciate you, man. This is good.
1: Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Thanks fun. for, I lo- I love just talking about what God's speaking and, and His revelation because I, I believe that this is you know I believe it's for all Wichita. Yeah. But as but I think it's I mean I think this is the 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 scales on the eyes that God is trying to lift from His bride. Yeah. That it's not about it's not about building the the group of people that you. I, honestly, I would not whisper. of Wichita, if I thought I had to shepherd 100% of Wichita, that does not sound fun. That's good. Yeah. But, but because that's not, he's not calling me to shepherd 100% of Wichita, he's calling me to reach 100% of Wichita. He's got thousands of shepherds, thousands of churches that are going, that that are, that are able to disciple and walk that out with people. That's good. But what, but, but it should be our heart to align ourselves with the word of God and the will of God. And I'm telling you, it's it's more fun a ride than you could ever imagine. You're wanting to, 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 to introduce
0: just... 100% of Wichita to the Shepherd, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Don't get me wrong; we're going to disciple a whole lot of them. Yeah, like we're. But I, I don't have to figure that at all. That's good. I just have to. I just have to know. And and some of them, you know, I just have to know. This is the will of God, and yeah. we're going to go after the will of God. That's good. And it, what's incredible, and the evidence of it is in our lives. It's just. God's gonna open doors that no man can shut when you when you believe for his things the way he sees them it's good and not I'm not asking him to bless my kingdom. I'm mm-hmm. saying God, how can I come in alignment with you what your kingdom is already established? yeah and Love I it. think that's a big there's a big revelation in that of like it, you know they say I, I, I saw somebody they were posting this, you know Fourth of July it's a lot of political stuff and um you know we say God bless America. And so, somebody said, "America, uh, America blesses God," yeah. and I love that. Like yeah. when I'm not asking God to bless my thing, I'm asking my I'm I'm asking everything that I have. I bless your bless
0: name, the yeah. Lord. It's good.
1: But man, thanks for letting me. Thanks for letting me come on. Thanks yeah, for, man. Me talk about Jesus. I and, love it. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for what you're doing. Yeah. And for your your yes to God to be used in this way. I've loved listening to some of the yeah. previous episodes, and yeah. it's just blessed me the people you've had on. And and how you're talking about how got what God's doing today? Yeah,
0: I love it, man. Thank you, brother. Have a good uh, birthday weekend.
1: Yeah, it'll be awesome. Okay, celebrating family.
0: Yes, sir. Love you, dude. We'll see you.
1: Yeah. yeah. Thanks.